This is the Barrel Racer's Edge podcast. Whether you're training your first maturity horse, putting the finish on your current barrel horse, or maintaining a seasoned rodeo horse, we're here to give you that extra edge in the arena and in life. The Barrel Racer's Edge podcast is a show that digs a little deeper into the things that are going to get and keep you and your barrel horse at the top of your game. We're going to be chatting about everything from saddle fit to checking your brain at the gate, conditioning to working on answering that age-old question of train or pain. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's dig in. All right, so last week we were talking about um, when we're heading in that arena and trying to stay super present and having a game plan, not only having a game plan, I should say, but actually being able to stay present and implement that game plan. So this week we thought it would be fun to chat about leaving the arena and what if we could create a way to always leave that arena feeling like you're on top of the world you know how you feel after one of those phenomenal amazing runs that your horse lays down well what if no matter the circumstances you could walk out of the arena still feeling like that I can think of one rider in particular actually in our area that she has such a gift in leaving the arena and she'll be fist pumping because she kept three barrels up and her energy is just so contagious and so you know we kind of want to dig into that and and maybe go through a few tips that we've seen um help people so yeah here we are welcome ladies hello (laughs) so yeah how how do you go about it elena i know you're really good at leaving that arena kind of no matter What's happened? You seem to always have um, some positives you're able to say about your horse and the situation. Maybe you could go through how you kind of debrief a run for yourself in just a high fly overview. Yeah, well, I mean, generally, I'm kind of on younger horses um, at this point in my life here. But um, I always see it as an like, if I'm coming out of an arena, feeling a little bit well, I, I don't know if I ever feel really disappointed <laughs> young horses because That's a almost, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I have a lot of clients and students that definitely, and I'll go through that, but, um, maybe I, earlier I, in your career you did though. Yeah. Do you think earlier in your career, maybe you, you would yeah. have, Oh yeah, definitely. And, and the people I've trained with and stuff, it's always been an area of opportunity to go home and do your homework. And mm-hmm. like, that's a big one that I teach as well is, um, you can, you can go home and just get it all right. Get it reset in your head, do your homework, and then go to the next race that next weekend or whenever it is. And, and, uh, you know what to really focus in on. Yeah. Um, I really try to focus on like when you go home, not to focus on like, what if I knock that barrel? What if I knock that barrel? You just try to make everything best you possibly can. And um, another great trainer I worked with or got the opportunity to go to a clinic. Um, she always says fail, failing is failing forward. Mm, um, yeah. We know for sure that we all fail. And like the people who don't feel fail are not doing it at all. Yeah. Right. That was kind of my mantra last year. Um, I wasn't barrel racing. I was bringing a horse back from an injury, but mine was progress over perfection. So In that year, we created a course, a membership, and a podcast because 
we just kept making progress. We just kept moving forward and we wouldn't know you couldn't be perfect because the first time you're going to do something, especially that big, you're not going to be perfect. And it's the same in barrel racing, right? Like Uh you'll never know what pushing them too hard into first barrel is going to be if you don't maybe blow it once or twice (laughs) and then you know where to bring it back. Right. Like you can't be scared of that. Perfection is something I'm always working on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, another good thing um, that it's always really key to have and was having a good traveling partner, like if you are really hitting the road, mm-hmm. someone who is kind of like-minded and that's your support team, right? So, mm-hmm. in a, you know, with that disappointment, having to hop back in the trailer and go 10 hours down the road, you sure better have someone like-minded <laughs> and, uh, you know, how, how to let it, how to let it go. And yeah and just know that you can do better because you're going to go do your homework and, and you're going to carry on to the next one. And yeah. And not making any story around, you know, tipping a barrel or whatever it may be having a bad slip, mm-hmm. not being like a big story about it, just lesson learned. It seems like, you know, the people that I'm able to support in the background, mm-hmm. they're able to just so easily, it appears to be just let it go. And, you know, on to the next one <laughs> just what's the plan for the next one whatever happened happened there are moments that um with my students like when I'm coaching at races and stuff and they're feeling super deflated and and uh disappointed after their run like I'll just straight up ask them why are you doing this you know it's a good question to kind of plant in their mind um and uh me being a coach, I always, and Tiff knows me very well. I'll, I'll always make sure that I tell them what went really well first mm-hmm. and kind of change their attitude a little bit into looking into the good stuff and then walk them through what we could maybe do better next time. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those yeah. areas of opportunity. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because when you really go back to it, and I think this is where you were going earlier and I so gracefully cut you off, but (laughs) with being on a lot of young horses, you're, you're always talking about um, taking out the expectations Mm -hmm. and then that's so much easier to not be walking out disappointed. Hey, absolutely. It's a little bit easier to kind of let it go and just know where you can do better. What's the difference do you think between, because you still have goals and you still have an idea of what you want. And sometimes that can be a bit confusing versus expectation. So Marion, how would you describe the difference between having expectations and having goals within a run? Well, I think expectations are the long-term goal. They're the big picture. And I think goals are the short-term objectives that you want to accomplish in order to reach that larger expectation. Mm. Um, I I would, as a teacher uh, in my past, um, (laughs) I want to say that I think the school system has it really backwards because failure, you want to fail every day at something. Mm. That is going to teach you and we do feel it fail at every day, or we only do things that we never fail at. And that's no fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you fail, perceive fail, or um, I don't like that word, but yeah. what you're really doing is you're, uh, where you need to work is being illuminated. So mm-hmm. you, 
you don't, you know, your coach, what the coach does for a person is they are able to see your weakness, which sometimes is harder for us to see our own weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But when you fail at something and you did it, it's showing you. So mm -hmm. array and look at that. I, this is, I know exactly where you need to work. Mm -hmm. So if we can flip that to say that failure is the best thing ever. And when we get off that horse and we say, wow, you know, we can say that was a great run. Or even if you're disappointed, you might be able to say, okay, um, I'm disappointed because, but then flip it right away and say, what did I learn from this? Where do I want to work? And what was good? What did I do really well? And what did my horse do really well? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. But you're really flipping that whole piece of how you perceive failure. Because mm -hmm. if I look and you read of successful people have failed over and over and over again. And oh. you know, when you imagine a little kid learning how to walk, imagine your parents, if they pushed you over, if you didn't walk straight, yeah. you know, oh, you, yeah. you, know, like, oh, you did that wrong. She has such a big comfort zone um, for young horses. So you can allow yourself uh, you know, that's the whole thing about why are you doing this, that understanding why you're doing this. And hopefully you're doing it, first of all, because you love doing it and mm -hmm. you enjoy it. I mean, you may make money off it as well, but, you know, that's that intention of why are you doing this in the first place? So you, you want to just let your bubble be a little softer so that mm -hmm. you can do a face plant and get up because that's honestly where you're going to do your growth will happen. I, I have a great uh, Michael Jordan quote here. He says, I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. That's pretty powerful because yeah. he's like what a legend, obviously. And he's more <laughs> famous than me. So we <laughs> <laughs> listen to him. <laughs> He must know something though, right? He was no. obviously very comfortable at failing, which you have to be in order to. You do. And you grow. just it's like really um, top riders, just let it go right off their back or top anything because they don't have time to um, get caught up in, in the disappointment phase because it yeah. only can drag you. And you can analyze it, you know, and what are you disappointed? Why do you think you're disappointed? So maybe get a clear idea so you can frame it faster. But, you know, I learned a really key, a good phrase is if you get those feelings um, and there's that ticker tape starting to run in your brain, you just go cancel, cancel, cancel. It's all good. What next? Mm, so, and you can put anything in there. Just cancel it or delete it three times yeah. and then put an affirmation in. It's all good. I got this. Um, I did my best. What can I learn from this? so that you're really just um, making that failure a success. Mm -hmm. It's just words in a belief system, right? Yeah. And what are words really? <laughs> yeah. That's why I love that saying fail forward because really that's what's happening. Yeah. In and, and go home and do your homework. You're going to go forward. It's really giving you um, your lesson plan for your next, mm -hmm. <laughs> next couple of weeks is what it's doing. Yeah. yeah. And you can't get the lesson if you aren't willing to fail a little bit. Mm -hmm. okay. And then yeah. if you record them, um, and even if you have a video of it, then look at it six months later and see your growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
That's always, and it's always something I forget to do. I don't know about you guys, but I try, I am getting better is what I should say at um, looking back at what has actually been accomplished, you know, and actually celebrating it and taking a minute. There's nothing wrong with that because I think it's, you know, they talk about uh, being in certain vibrations. It's almost like tuning into certain radio frequencies. So the more you're in celebration, of a win, no matter what the win is, we actually have a real um, ritual around that in our membership around celebrating those wins. But it is true, you know, every time you're celebrating a win, you're kind of setting yourself to that frequency and you're training your brain, like Marion talks about, to look for the wins. And and I've even heard Oprah talk about this because she that's where I kind of got into the ritual of writing in a gratitude journal each day. Um, but it changes, right? And if you make yourself put different things in there each day, no matter how small they seem to be, it sets your brain to start thinking, oh, okay, I got to write in it the next day. What am I going to write? And so you know, it could be the littlest thing like, oh, I found an extra tea bag. I thought I was out of that tea. <laughs> but the important thing is it sets you up for looking for it and the feeling you get when you are like, oh, I just won. Like, I just found a $5 bill. How exciting is that? Well, and that's about the attention part, right? Of the intention. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on what you're, where you're putting your attention. Mm-hmm. And the law of attraction is the more you attend to things that are positive positive and um with gratitude the more it's going to come back to you that's Mm -hmm. the law of physics right yeah Mm -hmm. it's a good one no yeah Yeah, i'll tell a lot of students don't focus on what if you knock the barrel (laughs) (laughs) yeah going and thinking i just can't knock a barrel what are you gonna do Uh, totally well I think that was a great chat do you guys have anything more to add to this valuable topic I think we're good for today well I hope that helps you guys and if you're heading down the road to make a run right now maybe this will be your little pep talk in your ear to to give you a little boost forward so we can't wait to hear about your runs and uh, don't forget to enjoy the process we'll talk to you soon Thanks so much for joining us. It's conversations like the one we had today that inspired us to create the program that we now call the Barrel Racers Edge Experience. Doors will be opening this February 2022, and if you want to jump to the front of the line and be the first to find out when they do open, be sure to pop down to the show notes and I'll leave you a link there. Have a great rest of your day, and until next time, don't forget to enjoy the process. Talk to you soon.